Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. It never came close to making sense. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Hey, love bug. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Do you have a nice weekend? The best. Happy Memorial Day. Yes. I'm lucky enough to be the daughter of a Navy sailor. My dad went to the Naval Academy and served in the military for several years while I was growing up. And he loved his time in the military, and he's still pretty close with people that he knew at the Naval Academy. And every Memorial Day, I think of the friends of his who have passed on in service, and it's just... It really moves me that it's people that my dad knew and loved that he likes to honor on this day. So with that in mind, we just wanted to um, share some condolences with people who have lost a family member or lost someone that they love while they were serving our country. Thank you. That was real nice, Shannon. What do you have to say on this Memorial Day? Is it going to be as nice as that? No, probably not. <laughs> well, give it a go. I mean, I also really appreciate all the people who gave their lives in service. I also appreciate getting a day off of work. It was real nice. <laughs> oh, it's a great Monday holiday. I mean, yeah, it's like it's one of kicks the best. off summer and you just feel great about it. Yeah. Totally. We did some camping with some friends and ate some barbecue, and it was delightful. So fun. So American, you know? Yeah. American summer. Getting started, folks. The other thing I'm real grateful for is uh, we got two new five-star reviews, Shannon. Hey. One from Truth Craze and one from The Muse. And The Muse said... It's like we know them in real life. And I think maybe we do know that person in real life. We appreciate the five-star reviews, whether you're you're friends of the pod or friends of the people (laughs) on the pod. Well, everyone who gives us a five-star review, I consider a friend. I I would agree with that. So if you can leave us a five-star review, it really helps us out. And if you just want to drop us a line, you can always reach us on Twitter. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And I'm at Dusty Terrell. And you can email us at I Tell My Husband the News at USAToday.com. We did get a tweet this week as well from Tony Factor. Said he was a big fan of the podcast and did hashtag one of kind. 
Amazon is reportedly working on an Alexa-powered wearable that reads human emotions. Do you know why I don't believe that this is true? What do you mean you don't believe it's true? I don't believe this could happen because the people who make wearable tech are engineers and engineers aren't very good at reading human emotions. <laughs> so how are they going to teach uh, tech to do it? When you make fun of engineers, you're making fun of yourself. So just watch out, Dusty. Don't talk about my husband like that. This was written by my colleague Dalvin Brown. He writes, Amazon is reportedly developing a voice-activated wearable device that can recognize human emotions. If successful, the health product could help the company improve its targeted advertisements and make better product recommendations. That's according to reporting done by Bloomberg. The unnamed device could also advise humans on how to better interact with others. A source showed Bloomberg internal Amazon documents that revealed a few details about the futuristic health and wellness product. The gadget is wrist-worn, so it could look like something like a Fitbit or Apple Watch, and it's being produced via a collaboration between the retail giant and Lab126. That's a hardware development firm that's created Amazon's Kindle, Fire Phone, and Echo Smart Speaker. Again, that's according to the report. Bloomberg sources say that the wearable is designed to work with a smartphone app and, quote, has microphones paired with software that can discern the wearer's emotional state from the sound of his or her voice, unquote. It's unclear whether Amazon has plans to bring the device to the mass market. USA Today reached out to Amazon for comment about the new device. Still, it's apparent that the e-commerce behemoth is working to build out a larger ecosystem of consumer electronics products with built-in speech recognition software. Amazon is said to be working on a home robot called Vesta, which is reportedly a movable machine version of Alexa. And the company is working on Alexa-powered earphones designed to compete with Apple AirPods. As futuristic as it sounds, a wearable that can monitor human emotions isn't improbable. The global research company Gartner says that, quote, by 2022, 10% of personal devices will have emotion AI capabilities, either on device or via cloud services, up from less than 1% in 2018, unquote. What is the application of this? Why would I need a watch to tell me how I'm feeling? I know how I'm feeling. <laughs> I didn't even need it to, like, track how I'm feeling throughout the day. I'll tell you exactly. Uh, about 60% of my day, I'm feeling sleepy. Uh, about 23% of my day, I'm feeling hungry. 23%? Uh-huh. And then the remainder of the day, I'm feeling annoyed. <laughs> Those are my three primary emotions. Sleepy, hungry, and annoyed. Oh, man. You sound like a big old grump. Big maybe, old man grump. Maybe 1% is happy, happiness, I would say. It's whenever I get to spend time with you, that's when the happiness. So you only spend 1% of your, what? That doesn't make any sense. We what have is to work the, a lot. What is the ratio here of like, is it 20, a 24 hour cycle? Yeah, 24 hours. So part of that time I'm sleeping. Yeah. I feel sleepy when I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to have a bigger percentage of your time that's happy. Like, come on. And also, why are you only one emotion at any given time? It's like, I've moved on from annoyed to hungry. I've moved from a hungry to the, my 1% of the time being happy. 
I'm just not that complicated. <laughs> You're one of kind, indeed. You're probably the only human being on Earth who can only contain one emotion at a time. Most people contain multitudes, but you, sir, don't contain a multitude of emotions. You're singular in focus with your emotions. One of kind. Do you think when the product testers at Amazon were all uh, trying on this device, it just always said their emotions were overworked? (laughs) Oh, man. Is that an emotion? Overworked? (laughs) I I mean... even sleepy an emotion? I suppose it is. I don't think... I think sleepy is more of like... What are the emotions? It's like sleepy, sneezy, (laughs) grumpy. (laughs) Don't forget about Doc. Doc never made sense. It never came close to making sense. Not an adjective. Not even one of those nouns that like could be kind of an adjective. Yeah, I think that sleepiness is like it's like hunger in that it's like a need. It's a condition of a lack of something that you need. It's not an emotion. Like hangry, I think it's more of an emotion and you're angry because you're hungry. Mm. Um, but I think like actually feeling angry, feeling sad, feeling excited, feeling happy, feeling nervous. Those are all different moods as opposed to I've never heard of the dwarf nervous (laughs) study finds that cold offices could make women less productive at work this was written by my colleague Ryan W. Miller I, I feel like I do my best work when I'm cold the colder the better Battle the sexes, royale. I don't think that's true. I think everybody is just like, if I'm cold, it depends on how cold we're talking about. But if you're real cold, I can't concentrate on anything else. All I can think about is how cold I am. Because it wasn't like extreme cold or extreme heat or anything like that. What are we talking about? Like 76 degrees or something? That's the perfect temperature, I think. It's maybe a little hot. Is that why you're so unproductive at home is because you think I keep the house too cold? <laughs> well, it's true. I, I that's I'll keep that ruse up as long as possible to continue being lazy at home. It's a real it's a real fortunate situation for me. It's backed up by science, it appears. Uh-huh. A new study found that the battle of the thermostat may have a real effect on workers' productivity and that women benefit when offices are warmer. Researchers tracked the performance of more than 500 men and women in Germany on cognitive tasks when room temperatures varied from roughly 60 to 90 degrees Fahrenheit and found that women generally performed better in warmer temperatures and men in colder ones. Study author Agna Kajakate wrote in an email to USA Today, quote, There have been many studies showing that women prefer higher indoor temperatures than men. However, nobody looked at the effect of these differences in comfort on performance. We show that the battle for the thermostat is not just about the comfort. It is much more, unquote. The research was published last Wednesday in the peer-reviewed PLOS-1 online journal by researchers from the University of Southern California's Marshall School of Business and WZB Berlin Social Science Center. In a laboratory experiment of 543 students in Berlin, participants were asked to do math problems without a calculator, to write as many words as possible given a string of random letters, and answer questions in a cognitive reflection test. 
On the math and verbal sections, women performed best at higher temperatures and men performed best at lower temperatures, though the results for men were less pronounced. Researchers found no relationship between temperature and the results on the cognitive reflection section. Looking specifically at math, the team also found the number of questions women answered correctly increased by 1.76 percent when temperatures were increased by one degree Celsius. That's a statistically significant finding. However, the number of questions men answered incorrectly decreased by just 0.63 percent in a one degree warmer setting. The researchers considered that a generally small and statistically insignificant finding. Kajakate told USA Today that, quote, the effect of temperature on women is so strong, especially the results from the math task were surprising. At low temperatures, men clearly outperform women. At higher temperatures, the gender difference disappears, unquote. The study also found that women attempted more questions and men fewer in warmer temperatures. The authors say they believe this increase in attempted questions, which they interpret as increased effort, is likely driving more correct answers for women. The team also said the study should be used not only to show the increased productivity in warmer rooms, but also for other researchers to consider how temperatures may be affecting the results in their studies that look at differences between men and women. Kajakaite says, quote, each reader can use this as a takeaway and be more conscious about the ambient temperature when working. It might affect how well they will perform that day, unquote. How do you think you and I would do head to head in a in a math competition at uh, at warm temperatures? I would not beat you. <laughs> I know that deep. Within what about my... in a, a spelling competition at? At freezing cold temperatures, could I beat you, do you think? I would so beat you. <laughs> so we're not sure that uh that the temperature would make a much of a difference in these uh in these areas of our expertise. I guess we better try it out. But I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be cold. Even I love spelling, but please don't make me cold. Not interested. But I would love to wipe the floor with you on a spelling test but you would so wipe the floor with me on a math test we know this about each other do you feel like it's cold at your office i think it's pretty comfortable at my office the weird thing about my office though is that like there's so many different thermostats everywhere but any place that doesn't have a thermostat is like unbearable essentially <laughs> like some offices like if they're facing the sun they're way hotter or colder it's like weird but my office specifically is pretty nice that's great i think us today is a little on the cold side in our open plan open concept office um so i often bring cardigans to work and people have space heaters i have a little fan at my Desk, just in case I get a little too hot. Yeah. I actually have a little space heater, too. I'm lucky because I'm away from the windows. The The people who work at near the people who work near the windows are much colder. Nice to have that view, but it's cold. Mm-hmm. I think the battle of the thermostat is something that is present in, like, any indoor situation, you know? Especially if you're there all day working, you know? That just increases the... The I think, feelings about it. I think even at home, you would prefer if I if I kept the house a little warmer, probably. But in the summer, you do keep it warmer, and I love it. It's more because I'm cheap than anything else. We can't be running that 
HVAC all the time. Yeah. I like it. I love my cheap husband. I especially love him in the summer, though, because <laughs> <laughs> it is warmer. <laughs> and that way I can be less lazy. Wouldn't that be great? You'll... I'll believe it when I see it. I was about to say that you were going to say that. <laughs> And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Forget the polar vortex. Here comes the death ridge. Whoa, that sounds way worse. High temperatures. Something about polar vortex sounds kind of fun, but nothing (laughs) fun about a death ridge. No. How did Jeopardy champ James Holzhauer do? He made more money than I did last month. College football's postseason schedule is very bad. Well, let's make it better. Indy 500 drivers reveal how they pee during race. I think they could keep that to themselves. (laughs) No one's asking me how I pee while I'm at work. (laughs) I think that they, they assume it's... The typical way everyone pees. Well, maybe you shouldn't make assumptions. (laughs) Gross. Halle Berry's steamy back tattoo is fake. Is it steamy because that's how they put it on there? They put you steam to... (laughs) Gross. It's fake. Basketball player nails backwards shot. Quit showing off. They don't see me trying to do my job backwards. Fuller House is back. Is Lori Laughlin? Ooh, no. Let's go visit Aunt Becky in jail, everybody. <laughs> what streaming companies don't want you to know? They don't want you to know that they're just going to keep raising their rates on you all the time. Mm. It's too late. We already know, everybody. <laughs> Dolby to bring multi-channel sound to streaming. That Dolby is a good guy. <laughs> T-Mobile to match AT&T, Verizon, Sprint deals. I'm not switching, Shannon. (laughs) Apple to share first details of next iOS on June 3rd. I can't wait to put off upgrading for a long time. (laughs) How to keep mosquitoes and ticks off your skin this summer. Stay inside. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. (laughs) I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.